Welcome to the Power Couples Rock podcast, where our mission is to build a collective community of marriages, where we encourage, inspire, and support one another in order to have masterful marriages. We're Carlos, Catherine, Chris, and Sonia. Please check us out, powercouplesrock.com, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We believe that one of the most amazing legacies we can leave in life is a great marriage. So we hope you'll listen, learn, and love the conversation. Let's power up. Good day, power couples. This is Carlos Green with my brother from another mother, one of my favorite brothers in the whole wild world, Mr. Chris Stone. What's up, power couples? That's it. Guys, I'm telling you, this podcast that we've got for you today is for amazing brothers that are sitting around this table with us that's going to talk about marriage through their own eyes. I love it. I love it too. I mean, when do you ever get the opportunity where you've got four strong young men that talks about the joy of being married? You don't get that often. Well, since they just got married, there's plenty of joy. There's a lot of joy, right? <laughs> give, them, give them 25 years and uh, that and joy they're gonna becomes have even perseverance. More joy. Yeah, perseverance, but it's going to be even more joy, right? That's right. That's, that's right. right. Different so, kind of joy, maybe. So our audience, we've got these amazing men around the table, and I'm just going to go around and give you their first names, and then they'll say hello to the Power Couples Rock community. So Brian, say hello to the Power Couples Rock community. Hey, Power Couples. Kadeem. Power Couples, how's it going? Darrell. What's going on, Power Couples? Aaron. Hey, Power Couples, how's it going? Now, all of these guys have actually been married for less than a year. So these are newlyweds that we actually have in here. So we want to hear their marital perspective, perspective in less than a year and what that looks like. So I'm going to just ask, we're going to ask you guys a series of questions and would love to hear your thoughts regarding this. First question, why did you even want to get married? Crickets. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I know, for real. That's I a good love one. it. But why? So, Aaron, why don't you go ahead and take it first? Sure. Um, so, I ever since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to get married. Um, that's, I don't know. Um, but I've always also wanted to have kids and also um, I just grow a family, grow a life with with the, the woman that, that I love. Because mm. um, I know that, that God has a really um, impactful you know, plan for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that with my wife, Jenny, that that's just grown exponentially. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Kadeem. Carlos. Why did you want to get married? There's a number of different reasons why. Uh, it's the norm, I think, uh, for a man to want to be with a woman. I think that's the norm. I mean, we... We, we've all been through puberty at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so besides the biological urges that you're just like, I want to be with a woman, there's that. Um, as you said a while ago, my dad was a huge advocate for marriage. I remember seeing him kissing my mom. And, you know, when you're a kid, you see your, mom, your dad and mom do that. And you're like, yeah, that's gross. And it's just like, he's like, one day you're going to do this with your wife someday. And so that was kind of subconsciously, I think, always playing in the back of my head as well, too. 
Um, but I definitely think for me, obviously I love my wife, right? Mm-hmm. So upon meeting her, uh, falling in love with the person who she is, uh, and then wanting to just something you're just like, I want to, I want to be with you. <laughs> mm, yeah, uh, and sure. just as a believer, as a Christian, just knowing that that is, there's a way to go about that. That's to get married. Uh, and so that was, that's the, that's the summary version there. There's a lot of other okay. reasons why, but that's the summary that's version. Yeah. Derail. Um, I think for me throughout my years of adolescence into young adult and then being an adult, the Lord always shared my purpose and what he's called me to. And I knew that in order for me to fulfill that, I needed a helpmate. Mm. And I needed someone who can come us beside me and uplift that and not only assist me with it, but kind of be the driver. Um, and so I just knew God had my wife chosen for me. I knew it. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get married. And then he's so special because I knew Chanel when I was 12 and I had this little crush on her. And when I found out that she was the one, I'm like, wow, that's icing on the cake. Mm. And so that's pretty much one of the reasons why I wanted to get married, because I knew that what God is calling me to, I can have that person that can come up there and uplift that. As we knew when God created man and woman, he created Adam and he put Eve came from the rib. Mm-hmm. And he needed a, a mate, a connector, someone who he could walk with, not only love and be a guider with, but he just knew that he needed some, somebody to walk along him. And that's what Chanel is to me. So that's, that's the reason why I wanted to get I married. I love it. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. Oh, what an awesome answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted to get married. That's such a big goal for everyone. I feel like you're, you're always looking for your partner. And I, I was always dreaming about my family. My mom was just telling me the other day about how I talked about my future wife and my future kids. And wow. I've always dreamed of the, the kids I'm going to have. And in order to have that, I have to find my soulmate, my, my human. And so it's always been my goal to, to get married and find the one and have kids and grow a family. So, yeah. I think this is, man, this is a bro cast. This is a bro cast. I love that. So let me ask you guys this. So before you got married, was there any hesitations or concerns about you getting married? And let me, let me contextualize that for me. So for me, my biggest concern was based on my rec- my history with my family, it was very challenging for me to make a lifelong commitment because several people in my family never adhere to that. So for me, it was very challenging for me to make that commitment because I didn't want, I wanted it to be a one and done. One and done. And that's it. So for me, I had to go through that counseling session, change my narrative, believe that the word of God says that man and wife should come together and let no man separate that you as a union. So for me, I had to get over that. So I didn't know if there was something, some hesitations or trepidations that you all had before you got married, but love to hear it. I'll start with you, Darrell. Carlos, I think that's most important for any married man to be very intentional about. And Brian, you said that when you were speaking about your marriage, how important premarital counseling was. And I knew that. I knew I needed it. But I'm going to even go a little further. I knew Chanel and I needed to go through premarital counseling because of the things and understanding what 
God says about marriage. But two, we went through deliverance because I knew there was things I had sex before marriage that I needed. There was so ties that I was connected to. Like there was so much in our past that I knew I needed to let out and to let go. And there was some generational curses that I didn't know about that could have hindered our relationship down the line. And mm. so it was so important. I knew these things prior to, to, prior to meeting my wife, but it wasn't until I, God identified her where I said, okay, we're going to be intentional about going through this. So yeah, Chanel and I did premarital counseling. We did deliverance. We were so intentional about getting everything out that we did before we were married, good or bad, and then moving forward together so that mm. we can walk this thing out that God in had intended for us to walk out. Wonderful. That's amazing. So Brian, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I love the word intentional that you just use so much. Um, I think we were young. We we're still young. I think we're all young. And uh, yes, we that, are. That's kind yeah, of, <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and you know, we have a ton of friends and nobody else is married. It is, uh, you know, worrisome when you're like, yeah, we're going to take this step that no one else that we're with has done. So we're, you know, we're worried about it, but we we're surrounded by such incredible people like you, Carlos, Catherine, helping us with that premarital counseling, um, just, you know, running through everything, talking about our problems, talking about our expectations and how we can move forward intentionally. Um, that helped so much, but yeah, certainly, uh, there's some things we worried about, but yeah, you helped so much with that. Thank you. Go ahead, Aaron. That's a, that's a good question. I was trying to think this whole time while, while these awesome guys were talking, just like what the, one of the challenges that I was facing going through, I think, I think one of the biggest challenges for me was like growing up, I, my, my dad was always around and he's, he's a great guy. Like he's, you know, my, him and my mom have been married for like 32 years or six years or something like that. Um, but he's, he's never very, been a part of my life and never been very like a confident leader in my life. Mm. And so there's always been a, a really big distance. Like, Oh yeah. Hey pops. Like, how's it going? Cool. And that's always been kind of it. And so like one almost, this isn't necessarily the question of before marriage, but almost now is like, how do I, how do I f change that passivity or, or like lack of leadership to be gentle, but still, loving kind and firm and that's mm. that's kind of like one of the things that i was thoughtful about for sure before getting married and then now seeing that it's like ooh, okay cool this is a challenge to walk through wow. that'll take a lot to learn yeah. so i think that was definitely like almost learning how to fight passivity or, or even things of not even knowing myself yeah. fully or very much of myself, if that makes sense. That's huge that yeah. you identified that. It's been right? really that you, hard that to you identify, identify that and that you are not falling into that cycle yourself. And you're saying, you know what? This is, this is something that happens. I know this is not what I need to be. I'm still going to mm -hmm. love him, right? Yeah, of course. But I'm going to be, I'm going to, with my children, with my wife, I'm going to, this is, this is how I'm going, this is how I know how to live. Yeah. And so that was, that was another part of like the reason why. Like God, I know that God has led me to specifically Jenny. She's just an absolute, like she's 10 out of 10, like 
Come on. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, like, if you know Jenny, y'all know, like, yes. Um, hey, we're not going to get into my wife's better than yours. Because I got you. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know about that. Any, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I love it. <laughs> moving on. I love it. Um, you do but, have a beautiful wife. Um, thank you. I agree. You do. Um, wholeheartedly. Anyways, I know that when the time comes to have kids to that, like that was one of the big callings that God has on my life is to be such an impactful father, not only to my kids, Mm -hmm. but to those around me, especially once I start getting older and to those younger than me to, to not only be a father, but a brother or just someone to look up to. Cause I, I didn't have any of that growing up. And so just to, to be intentional, like, like what you guys were saying, just the importance of being intentional and, and making time and, and noticing, um, noticing like the little things about people, especially guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's, it, it, you know, especially guys is right. As guys, you, you, you can kind of put it on autopilot. Yeah. You know, for sure. you, you, you go Absolutely. to your nothing box and that, that time of day where you, <laughs> Honestly, just, you know, and you just kind of right. like sit and, you know, put things in a drawer mentally and just sort of drift away. And I think that's the time when the enemy yeah, yeah. Oh, in, for sure. You leave oh, yourself sure. susceptible uh, spiritually for, for all kinds of stuff. So, so it's, it's good that you, that we, you continue to, to dwell on, on how to be a better father, be a better brother, how to yeah. be a better husband. How, Absolutely. Those are, those are, those are the most important things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Go for it, Kadeem. This is answering the hesitancy question. Correct. <sighs> no, I just, I, <sighs> so when I asked, uh, Melody, my wife, uh, if she would allow me to pursue her, you fellas mentioned intentionality. Uh, that was the word I used, uh, pursue. And I said to her the night that I asked her, I said, just know that if we go into this, we're getting married. That was on the night. And three days later, uh, I'm sitting in her parents' house and I'm repeating the same thing to her father. Like, sir, I just want to let you know my goal is to marry your daughter at the end of this. And he kind of went, Whoa. It's like, I thought you were coming here to ask our permission to date her, not marry. And I'm like, Whoa, I'm not asking for a hand right now, but I'm just letting you know as a father that my intentions are like, this is something that I'm not just looking to hang out with her or just kind of, you know, Hey, let's see how far this goes. This was something that I had spent a few weeks before I even said a word to her. I spent a few weeks praying. And saying, I guess if we're going to talk about just, you know, checking ourselves before, Mm. I wanted to make sure that if I said a word to this young lady, that I knew within myself that I was ready to go all the way before I even said a word. And so that was something that I had to wrestle with in myself and wait for confirmation from the Lord to say, go. And once it was go, I mean, we dated for a year, engaged for four months, and now we're married. Um, and so it's just, I I think a huge part of that, as you were talking about Aaron, just on the flip side is, you know, my parents got married when they were pretty young. Uh, my mom, uh, got married at, she was 18. My dad's eight years old and her, uh, had my brother had me two years later. And so I've watched my parents even argue at times struggle. But they're still married today by the grace of God and growing up. And my dad would not, he would uh, applaud this if he heard me say this. So I'm not sharing anything that he'd be ashamed of. I would hear him growing up, say to my mom, sometimes if it wasn't for God, I would have left you a long time ago. I would hear my father saying that. And 
To some people, that's offensive. Like, oh, how could you say that to your wife? But now I, I get it. I, he wasn't saying it to it be nasty. Nice, he right. was saying like, there is a source outside of myself that keeps me to you, that mm. binds me to you. Mm. There's something that I fear and revere more than, than even you as my wife. There's something more powerful, <laughs> yeah. right? That says, I am yes. staying with you because of something else. Oh. And I, <laughs> my friends tease me about it. My vows were about 13, 16 minutes long on my wedding day. Mm. And a part of my vows on that day was I said to my wife, I said, I will never, ever sacrifice your holiness for your happiness. Wow. I told her that. And I said, it's my duty as your husband, first and foremost, to be this vessel used by God in your sanctification process. Mm, And if that means that sometimes you're going to be unhappy with me because I'm saying, no, honey, we're not going to watch this tonight. We're actually going to spend time in prayer. We're actually going to read the word. We're actually going to go through this together. We're actually going to, whatever it may be, my job, my prime role as your husband is to wash over you with the word as Christ does the church. Ephesians. And so, talk it. And so we were talking about marriage preparation a little bit. I heard you guys saying that. And that was one of the things for me that was, it was before all of this, it was understanding. And I think that is why marriage counseling, premarital counseling is important. A lot of people go into it and think, Hey, I really like this person. She's awesome. And it's like, they're going to make me happy. Boom. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Happiness is like, Oh, she's, I just, I'm just, I just feel so alive when I'm around her and this and that and the other thing. And it's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. What happens when all of that fades away? And this is where my dad's comment comes into play where he says, if it wasn't for the Lord. And for me, I fear and and, and respect God so much that that D word divorce, Mm. (laughs) uh, for me to, 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 I'm supposed to be the model of Christ to my wife Mm -hmm. and to, everyone around this table and to the world. And so of the, however many hundreds of people that were at my wedding and heard me make these vows to melody for me at some point later in this marriage to say, you know what, woman, I'm kind of tired of you. You make me unhappy now. I don't really enjoy being around you. Whatever the case may be, that is for me to say, Hey, here's what Jesus looks like here. Here's how Jesus treats his church. You see how I'm treating my wife. That's exactly how Jesus treats. And that's, that's an offense for me to smear God's name in that way and to make Jesus look like something that he's not. Uh, and so for me, it was understanding all of this and saying, all right, it doesn't, it's not my role and responsibility what this woman does. I'm supposed to love her. Mm-hmm. Whether she respects me or not, whether she cooks me dinner or not, whether she chooses to keep herself from me or not, as frustrating as all those things may be, my role, my job as, as the husband is to love her. Come on. There's no qualifier there. Yes. Love her. The way Christ loves the church, you love her. Yes. And so Melody is a person that I can love. Sometimes it's hard. Yeah. But there's something else outside of that yes. woman that I'm saying, even when it gets hard, I'm looking, I'm saying, okay, I made this commitment, not just to her, but to him. Yeah. 
Man, so thank you guys for wow. listening to the Power Couples Rock <laughs> Brocast. Uh, I'm, I'm loving this conversation that we're actually having. And we're, we're talking about the Power Couples Rock with these amazing gentlemen that are sitting around the table here. I want to actually pivot and shift into our wives. And I really want you guys to hear this question here. What's your wife's superpower? Think about that. Because if she's your help meet, She's suitable for you. What's her superpower for you? And so I want Darrell to go first. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> That's a big question. That's a so good. Huge so good. question. Mm-hmm. And Chanel comes into a place of where I realize that the things that I can't do, the things that I don't even know how to do, and the giftings and anointing that she has was made specific for me because, I mean, I'm, gonna be, I can't, I'm trying to be as clear as I can, but Chanel, I was trying to do something in my studio, and me being the man of the house, I wanted to do it the way that I seen in my mind to do it. And this is just a very, very natural way. Nothing spiritual about this, Mm -hmm. but I can take it to the spiritual level. But she just came in and was like, babe, do it like this. I think you should do it like this. Matter of fact, let me help you do it. Mm -hmm. And her, that's her superpower doing things in a way that I am not capable of doing and me stepping out the way and being okay with her doing that. I think as men and married men, we have to not even not only know what our wife's superpower is, but be comfortable enough to let them walk in that and use it. And that was like an aha moment for me. I told you now, I, I even sent her an email that night. Cause I know she loves emails. Then that night I sent her an email when she laid down so that she can read it in the morning, thanking her for what she did and how she supported me that night. And the Lord told me that day, it was like, that's her superpower for you. That's how she's going to uplift you in everything. So step away and let her walk in that. So, I mean, it can be on the natural realm or the spiritual realm. You can take that. But I just truly am thankful for our wives and my wife specifically on knowing that what she's good at, what she's gifted at, and me being able to step out, step aside and let her walk in that. Got it. Thank you. Aaron. Man, <laughs> that's, again, that's such a good question. Um, my, my sweet wife, Jenny, she is just, I wish all of y'all could meet her tonight. I really do. Um, if, if, y'all, if y'all knew her, y'all would understand a little bit more but like Carlos you know just the way that she loves people wildly intentionally mm. okay like she'll the way that she asks me questions about me that that was something that was so pivotal and something that was so different about our relationship even before before we even started dating when we were just friends she she would just ask me so many questions but like would listen, like listen, almost like she was like writing everything down. She remembered it all. And then she would like, next week I saw her, she would 
she would ask me questions about those things that she had previously asked me about and remembered those things. So I think, I think the, the specific superpower, because she has so many, the specific one that I would highlight right now is just the, um, I'll mention something or say something in passing and she'll remember that mm-hmm. like every time. And so she knows how to love me so well because she asked me so many questions and then remembers them all. And it's, it blows my mind all the time. Cause like, I have no idea how you do that. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I want to do that too, but I don't know how you do it. <laughs> and so it's her superpower. So that's exactly. That's exactly. Right. And that just like what you're saying is like, even in the physical, but as well in the spiritual, she loves people just the most intentionally you've ever seen. Wow. And it's, it's truly amazing. So that's, that's my wife, one of the many. Awesome. Kadeem. Again, good question. Uh, I'm sure all of us would say our wives have multiple superpowers. Um, for me, one that has been the theme of our entire relationship, friendship, and, and, and now in our marriage is Melody is one of the most gracious people that I've ever met. Uh, and I need that cause I mess up a lot. Right. So we've all probably have encountered people at some point in our life. They'll say, Oh, Hey man, no, no big deal. It's okay. It's fine. And, but it's really not, uh, this woman means it. Um, again, I mess up a lot. And for her, she, yeah, she gets upset. Yes, it hurts, but she actually does show grace. She actually does forgive. And she, and it really does, like you, as the recipient of it, it's just like, uh, five minutes ago, you forgot, like, I just did that. And there's no sign of any animosity, of any remembrance almost of the fact that, hey, I just really screwed up like pretty badly, like fly off the handle or lose my temper or something. And she's like, yeah, I know. And I told you it's okay. I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> that's, that's new for me. Um, and that that's convicting for me because then when it's the other way around, it's just like, Hey, the grace that you've been given, you need to, you need to replicate that. So, um, She's a lot of other things, but I think that that would be the the, the predominant uh, power, a superpower that I think Melody has is just her ability to just show forth grace to me. Um, it it really does make you kind of hit your knees constantly and just say, "Lord, like thank you," because I I don't deserve this, right? Mm. And that's that's grace. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve the grace that's coming from this graceful woman. Uh, so that that's what I would definitely say for her would be uh, her superpower. Ryan. So, Gabby, Gabby's superpower. She's right behind me. Standing <laughs> <out of energy. laughs> this better be good. Feel her eyes. <laughs> privileges to not having our lives. She's going to hear it. Uh, it's recording, guys. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what a yep. podcast is. Yeah. The whole world and your oh, is, this, is that, is that no how it works? Deal. Is that how it works? <laughs> so, like you said, I mean, it's tough. One superpower. I think we all married our wives because they have multiple superpowers. <laughs> yes. Uh, the one thing I, I think of whenever I think of Gabby is her um, her empathy. And that's her ability to put herself in other people's shoes. And it's not just me. 
It is if something goes wrong, say I've had a long day at work or something really bad happened, a big conflict, um, and I'm just distraught, tired, she'll sit down next to me and instead of offering a solution, she'll talk to me and ask me questions and really hash out and find out why I'm feeling the way that I am and then cook me an incredible dinner or something (laughs) like that. But she takes the time to understand how people are feeling and true genuinely ask questions and thinks about you know what what is going on in their life and that brings her mindfulness which in turn brings me mindfulness and happiness if we're driving on the road and someone cuts in front of us and i'm telling her why didn't you honk the horn at them or <laughs> do something and she said well you know maybe they had a rough week um maybe they're late for work there's nothing uh that can be gained by honking at them or uh, creating a more negative situation. So she just has that superpower that I didn't understand at first. How are you so good at listening to people, relating to people? And she's trained me and taught me so well. And I have been so appreciative of that. So I think that is her superpower. Mm. Guys, listen to all those superpowers with these amazing women. I only have one more question. Well, I just I just want to make one one quick thing before you go to your question. Is that each one of these superpowers are Christ? Mm-hmm. Amen. Think about that. Oh, that's yeah. deep. Think about that. We've got forgiveness, right? Yes. We got We've got empathy. the unconditional love. Right? Yeah. Empathy. Like all of these things. It's like it's not just about completing you, right? It's not just about that. It's about being Jesus. So. You just got deep on me, my brother. Was that deep? That was, that really deep. Deep. That was truth. No, that was that true. Was. That, was. <laughs> that was. That was true. All right, now you can because, No, because all those characteristics actually do represent Christ. They really do represent Christ. So I would love to know from, for you, Chris, what's your wife's superpower? Oh, she has a, she has just a massive heart. She's got a heart for our kids. She's got a heart for other people's kids. And for 28 years that we've been together, not just married, I dated her forever, guys. It's just gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. And I can't, I can't do that. She's just amazing. She's just amazing how how big her heart is, especially her children. She has just a massive, massive heart. It's just beautiful. I, I know your wife, and you couldn't have described her even better than that, because that is true. Man. She has an amazing heart. God will bless us with something, and she can't wait to give it away. <laughs> she cannot wait to give it away. Oh. It's not ours. We have to pass that on. We do, this isn't ours to have. This is, this is ours to give to someone else to bless them. Huge. Okay, <laughs> let me follow up. Well, first, let's, let me ask you, what is your wife's superpower? Here we go. So my beautiful wife, Catherine, of 28 years. She has the gift of discernment. There's been so many situations that we've been in to where she has this, something's not right about that. 
I don't know if you should trust that person or the situation that we're in. And she's always been so spot on. And, and, and to be very honest, early on, I didn't realize that. I didn't recognize that because I'm going to push through what I think is right and didn't realize the suitable helper that God had given me. And it took me years to learn that that spirit of discernment was a protective covering over me so that I could make informed decisions that would better our family going forward. So every major decision that we make in life at this point, I have to rely on her superpower of discernment because it has, it has gained us so much freedom to where we're not dealing with challenging situations because I've made decisions that were inappropriate for the betterment of our family. I'm thinking they're the best, but to hear someone's heart in that level of discernment that she has, it has been so amazing. And that's why we're in the position we're in today. It's because of her wisdom of discernment that she brings to our marriage. Always. Carlos, I I can't help as you're talking about Catherine, what a redemptive thing when you go back to Genesis three and look in the garden, that one single solo act decision sends the entire human race spiraling down sin. Yes. And for you to talk about Catherine and say, Oh no, we do this together. Mm. Check balances. No, that helper that I'm going forward. And she says, no, you're not because, and for you to say, because of that, the flourishing of your family, where you are in the, it's just, it's the complete opposite of what happens when the two become one mm-hmm. and function as one instead of as two. I'm just, that's the imagery that's in my mind as you're talking about that. I'm just like, that's such a redemptive thing. It's the complete opposite of what we read about. Yes. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It is. Amen. So I recognize that and, and, and celebrate. Yeah. I celebrate that because God knew not only who I needed, but what I needed. And all that came in a complete package. All of that continues to come because it's like a never ending well of wisdom of discernment that I get on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis. And so I've just come to appreciate celebrate and live in that. So I love that. All right. So I only have one more question for this broadcast and I appreciate it. Uh, Other guys may have a different narrative regarding marriage by either what they've experienced or what people are telling them they're listening and they're not really in the word to understand that. What type of recommendation or advice would you give men to really put their mind in the right space for a godly marriage? What would that word be? Okay, Darrell is ready to go. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Are y'all fighting over the mic? I love it. Wholeness. Wholeness. Don't take a step 
in approaching any woman if there's brokenness within you, fella. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because it's so important to know who God has called you and, and be in singleness because a lot of brothers codependent in relationships and find themselves with women that they needed when they were younger or things like that. So it's the first step in securing who God has called you to be and who God is calling you to be with is you being whole within yourself. And that means you really enjoying you for a moment. And God took me through that. God took me through that to really understand it. I was single for maybe five years and people couldn't understand it. I didn't date because God just really needed me to know what it was to be full in him. Mm. And I think that's very important for every man because there's a lot of men out here dating and getting married and having kids, but broken. And they're, they're, they're repeating what was done unto them having kids. And those kids are now broken because they weren't quite whole in going into it. So get whole so that your marriage is whole, your children is whole, your family's whole. And the things you produce out of that is whole. And so the first step is wholeness, y'all. Yeah. Aaron. I think I'm, I'm going to bounce off for a sec of what you were just talking about, Darrell. Um, I just want to say, I know all of you guys can agree with me when I say this, that marriage isn't going to fix your problems with you. That's right. <laughs> That's yes. Right. Okay. If you have, That's correct. Um, you know, like, uh, let me think, like problems with lust or, or, um, or lying or dishonesty or, or whatever it is. And you think, oh, if I just get married, that will mm-hmm. fix it. Yeah. Not at all. Mm. Because like, it, it took me a, a while to, to understand just growing up and people just talking to me is like what, like it's, there's something bigger happening than just the physical, like biological need going there. It's just a, a spiritual attack. Mm. And there's, there's two big fights happening and they're both for your heart. Yeah. So there's, there's God fighting for your heart and then there's the enemy fighting for you. Mm. And both are, 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 they're in a tug of war going on here. And if you're like, I've, I've known a lot of people that still struggle with porn. Come like, on now, through, call that out through relationships and, and thinking like, Oh, if I just get married, that'll fix it because then I have like all the physicals, whatever, you know, taken care of or, or whatever it is. But that, that's not the case. And I know all you guys can agree with me on, on whatever aspect y'all fought through like like i said earlier like passivity is something that i'm still trying to walk through and like learn how to how to walk in the opposite spirit of but just getting married doesn't mean oh i got all the answers now or or whatever it is Mm -hmm. so i think um yeah like what what darrell said like wholeness is really important because if you don't know who you are then you'll look to your wife or, or your your person and think, Oh, well, you know, we're one now. Right. So we're one. maybe just pulling her into that. Exactly. Yes. Right. And then that whole, there's a whole Amity. new set yep. of, whole yes. new set of issues yes. that come with that. Yeah. And so I think, I think one thing that's really important is just like, who are you? Yeah. And that's still something like God has shown me so much of in like the past couple years 
but that's that's still something I'm trying to to learn is like who are you, not who are you and your other, but who are you in God. So I think yeah, fighting fighting to know who you are first before getting married. Ryan, I can't follow that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, seriously that is amazing um carlos when you when you mentioned that you know what do you want to think about or share with people that might be planning their wedding um maybe think about what you said chris in in regards to kind of how guys we let our brains go into autopilot almost pretty easy um and complacency is the enemy and just kind of living life without purpose and intention and what we talked about a lot before um and that the wedding is is not the end game. It's just the beginning. I think that is a very important concept that I myself didn't think about until I talked to you, Carlos, um, th- that you have to put in the work every single day. You can't just go into autopilot, which is hard for us. I don't know why, but it just is. It's easy to lay on the couch and not do anything for our wives. You have to put in the work and just consistently better ourselves and better our relationship. And I think that's what I kind of wanted to, to stamp is that it's just the beginning, your wedding day. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. Kadeem. Uh, everything you guys said, I mean, spot on for sure. I'm going to look at it from a little bit of a different perspective. Uh, we spend a lot of time just as human beings, I mean, as, as men, and we train for a lot of different things. Uh, grow up, you play football, baseball, basketball, whatever. You go to practice, you go to camps, you spend time, you know, you want to learn math, whatever it may be, or some skill or some trade. You spend time under the master trainer, the master craftsman, the school teacher, whoever it may be. For some reason, when it comes to marriage, we just think, ah, I like her and I love her, so let's go get married. And it's like, where's your training? One of the, the foundational union relationship of civilization, of society, is the thing that we don't train for is it's the, wow. it's the thing that we don't prepare for. Uh, we, 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 we spend the least amount of time preparing for marriage. That's wrong. <laughs> yes. And then continue to train when you are 22, right. 23 right. years, 24 right. years into it, right. and staying into right. it and not sitting on the couch right. mentally in your marriage it's continually an ongoing thing right so it's just that that's that's my big thing is i look at that and i say okay we spend time doing all these other things just like marriage needs to be something that you prepare for it needs to be something you train for so for me it's having my dad it's being in an environment where i've seen couples that start that have been married for 10 15 20 years it's Mm -hmm. sitting talking with these older men and older women Mm -hmm. uh men don't be afraid to talk to women married women who have knows what it's like to be married to a man who are expecting certain things from their husbands. It's, it's, it's both. And, uh, and so I, I, I see it, I hear it. Uh, like, ah, I know I love her. I know I'm committed to her. And it's just like, that's not enough. You know, you, 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 we, again, just looking at it from just a, a very logical perspective, you want to be a doctor. You're going to try to train with the best doctor ever. You yes. want to sit under his tutelage and learn from him yes. so you can be the best. You want to be the best husband ever? Go sit under someone who's been doing it for 50, 60 years, for mm. 40, for 30, for 10 even, and get the different perspectives, get different ideas, 
pull from a variety of sources. And that doesn't mean you're going to use everything, but man, get as get as much ammunition in your tool belt as you possibly can yes. and, and, and walk into this thing prepared. That's that would be my advice. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love this broadcast and I hope you guys have enjoyed this. And I would just say if going back to what Kadeem said, if you just want to start just with foundation, just go to Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. Just let that be your launching pad. And from there, I believe the Holy Spirit would tell you who you need to come in contact with and what you need to do next. But just start at Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. I've thoroughly enjoyed this broadcast. Chris, I'm going to turn it over to you to close us out. There's nothing more to say. Let's get powered up. Thanks for listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast. We hope that you've been encouraged, inspired, and supported. Please listen and subscribe to our other Power Pods as we are confident that they will strengthen your marriage. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. It's there where we can extend these discussions together, take these conversations and your marriage to the next level. Enjoy your day and power up.